Hey everyone, welcome back to the Health Buddy Podcast. How are we all doing this week? Hopefully, a little bit better than I have been. But for those who wait every three or four days for this podcast to come out, you'll notice that this is actually a few days late this week. Mainly because... Well, let's tie this into what's been happening this week, first of all. That's that's the feature that we start the show with, what's been happening with me this week. And I never, ever said that what's happening with me would be exciting. Um, and definitely not this week, because all week I've been ill. I've been unable to record the podcast because my voice has been too croaky to, to even speak for more than two minutes at a time. So it's been a very un interesting week for me i've spent most of the week sitting on my sofa watching netflix and and watching tv and and all the time because i'm so busy i cry out for spare time to sit and watch tv i'm always saying i wish i had more time to sit on the sofa i wish i had more time to just chill out i've got loads of like films on my playlists on the tv and on netflix and everything else and i always moan that i never get time to watch them this week, I've had more than enough time to watch all these films, still haven't watched them all, and I have been bored rigid sitting on the sofa. I can go maybe a film and a half, a few hours every day, just sitting on the sofa watching the TV, and then, oh my God, am I bored. I want to get up. I want to do something. I've been ill. I've not had the energy or the enthusiasm to do anything else, but and all I have had the energy of and enthusiasm to do is to sit on the sofa and watch films, but then yeah, two or three hours of that, and I'm bored stiff of doing that. So that's what's been going on for me this week. So I, I really hope your week has been a lot better than that. The only thing I have been doing, which is which is slightly interesting for you listening to the podcast, is I've been speaking to guests that are going to come on the show in the next couple of months. And I've got to say, there's some really interesting people that are going to come on share some great information with me and with you. We're going to we're going to increase the length of the episodes a little bit when we have guests on the show. We're going to take it up to about 30 minutes per show. Still keep it short, still keep it interesting. But we're going to get these people on. They're going to share some insights. We're going to have a bit of a laugh, a bit of a joke. And we're going to bring those guests on in the next couple of months. So stay tuned for that. I will start sharing on social media and over the podcast in the next few weeks as well, just who's who's coming up over the next few months as well. Um, other than that, what's been happening this week, supposed to be stepping up my training I've got a 10k race in oh, what is it about five or six days time now supposed to have been stepping up my training this week my training was going really well I was happy with my times happy with how much I was running and that was only going to continue this week and everything's just fallen off a cliff because I've been unwell so I haven't done my last 10k training race I haven't done my last quick 5k training race it's now five days to go till the race. I'm, I'm, I'm in an R in whether I'm even well enough to do it. Um, I can't get out and run probably for the next day or so because I'm still recovering, which means my next run could potentially be the 10K race. Not entirely sure that's really what I want to be doing. Instead of having a target, which I did have originally for time for my 10K race, I'm now at the verge, well, I'm on the edge of sort of uh, just getting through it which is not really what I wanted to do. I really wanted to push myself and try and get a really good time. Um, if I can just get my legs and the rest of my body over the line after 10K, I'll be very happy at this stage. But we're going to leave it a couple of days, see how we go. I really don't want to not do the race, um, mainly because I've paid for it. 
but <laughs> you've got to listen to your body right you've got to do what's right for your body so we'll see over the next couple of days whether i actually take part in that i have got a new running app i'm going to talk about this if i do the race i'll talk to you about this a little bit more but i've got this pacing app i'm one of them runners who really struggles to pace myself if i do let's say a 5k race my first k i'll run at one pace then i'll think oh a bit quick there so i'll slow down for the second second k and then i'll go a bit too slow then i'll speed up again and when you look at the paces if you track on things like strava and and, and different fitness apps that my paces just go up and down up and down like peaks and troughs i'm never steady with my pace so i've got this brand new pacing app it's really good keeps you on track you you follow like a, a ghost version of yourself that you've programmed into the app and the pacing app will tell you you're you're a few seconds behind you're a few seconds ahead it's a bit like um the old days when you used to play Mario Kart and you used to chase your own ghost around the tracks, but it's like that. It's great fun. It does keep you working hard. It does keep you on on pace, which is really good. Um, but hopefully, I'll be using that in the 10k race as well. So I'll tell you all about that after after the race. Should I be well enough to do it? So back to the title of today's episode, which is episode 82. By the way, I think we're going to start having guests before we get to episode 100. But for today, episode 82 finding a reason to excel now this can be excelling at anything you're doing it could be weight loss it could be a fitness goal like i was just talking about the running it could be a running goal a running time a running distance it could be losing inches it could be putting on inches it could be losing weight whatever your goal is this is a way to excel and reach your target so find a reason to excel what do i mean by that it's it's a little bit like putting on a picture onto your fridge door. <laughs> you know, you see this quite often. People who want to lose weight, they'll put a picture, I've done it myself, put a, a picture on the biscuit jar. You know, a picture of maybe where you used to be. If you've lost a lot of weight, maybe a picture of the fat version of you, you know, from a year ago. I don't want to be that person again. So I'm going to put a picture of fat me on the fridge so that I stop diving into the fridge to eat the, the chocolate bars and, and whatever else is in there. Same with the biscuit barrel, you know, stop yourself going in a biscuit barrel. Put Either put an image of how how you used to look. Maybe that's a way you want to get back to when you was a few years younger, a few, you know, a few pounds lighter, a bit, a bit healthier, a bit fitter. This is what we're talking about. We're trying to find that motivation to keep you going, keep you disciplined. We talked about the the discipline factor before, how important that is. So this will keep you disciplined, stop you dipping in and out of focus, and it will stop them them feelings coming and going. You know, you won't you won't fall away just because you've had a bad day. This this feeling that we're gonna put into your brain now to keep you focused will keep you focused no matter what happens during your day. And the way we do that is we set an emotion to your goal. And I always go to weight loss as an example because I've got so many clients who are with me to lose weight. So it's just the go-to example for me. Let's say you want to lose four or five stone. You need to set, obviously you need to set goals and you need to break them goals down. You can't say I need to lose four or five stone in the next two years. You need to sort of break that down into smaller goals. So you might break it down into eventually like just maybe losing half a pound a week or a pound a week. And, and you've done that sort of technical side of it, if you like. Now we're going to attach an emotion to the goal. So when you have them days, them bad days, then Monday, Monday mornings you get to work and you're having a bit of a shit day. Stop you reaching for the donuts. Stop you reaching for the, for the coffee and the biscuits. 
let's set an emotion that every time you put your hand in the biscuit jar, every time you reach for the donut or the chocolate or the, the ice latte or whatever it may be, there's a little trigger in your mind that just brings this emotion up that says, hang on, this this is why you're doing this, Mark. This This is the reason why you're trying to get from point A to point B. Don't let someone else's bad mood or your boss or whatever it may be put you off and deter you from your goal because this is the reason why you are doing what you're doing. And that emotion has to be a really strong emotion. So there's a couple of emotions for me, for my goals. Um, and I was talking to my wife, Haley about this recently, that when, when I was younger, we, and I guess we're all at some point, or most of us are, bullied in some way or another at school. Some of us for longer periods than others, some of us more extreme than others, but at some point, we've probably all been bullied at some stage at school. So this is not like a poor me story. It's not like I was bullied at school and I'm, I'm the only one who's been bullied. That's not the case. We've all probably gone through that. But in my early years, this was a this was a huge emotion for me. And it was a, it was a reason I sort of stuck to my goals without knowing all this um the theory of setting emotions to goals and stuff. I was doing it automatically without knowing that. And that is that um, <laughs> it's quite relevant at the minute because Gladiators is back on the TV for us at the moment. But in the old days when we had the original Gladiators and, and I was um, probably 14, 15 maybe when that first come out, maybe even 13. Um, but I was definitely at school when it first come out and I was fascinated like most kids were with Gladiators. And I wasn't, ever in a position where I wanted to be a gladiator because I've, I've got quite a slight build. So I'm not, a, I'm not a big muscly guy. And as a kid, I was quite a, quite a scrawny little teenager, I suppose. Never, ever felt the need to try and become a gladiator. I was never, I was never that way inclined, but I always wanted to be a contestant on the show. Always wanted to be a contestant. I, I love obstacle course races and I always wanted to have a go at the, um, the eliminator at the end and get up that travelator. I was so keen to do that. And, um, and I'm still trying now, believe it or not, 45 years old, I'm still trying to get on the show, still trying to do that eliminator course. Um, but we've done this thing at school where we had to write down our goals. So it must probably, probably get towards the end of school time, I suppose, in the sense of probably 14, 15, maybe getting to the end of your time at senior school and writing down our goals, what we want to do in adult life, where we saw our life going in five, 10, 20 years time. Now, the mistake I made was that I wrote, and because I'm an old fucker now, when when I was at school, computers were only just coming in, you know, so we had like one classroom with computers in. Very rarely did you do any work on computers when I was at school. It was maybe like one class a week, one, one or two hours a week on the computers. We had maybe 20 computers in this classroom. But we had one printer and I never give this a thought. So I wrote on the computer, I wrote on, on the Word document, my goals and my, my main goal was that I wanted to be my fun goal, not that I wanted to do for life, but my fun goal was I wanted to go on Gladiators. Now, I knew what I meant. I knew that I wanted to be a contender. Just wanted to have a go at the Travelator, have a go at the Eliminator, but I've put down I want to go on Gladiators. Now, someone else, some horrible little shit at school has picked this out of the printer and just read it out in front of everyone and gone oh my god mark wants to be a gladiator which everyone thought was hilarious because i was just a scrawny little teenager and i was bullied for a little while about that um but that in my head was a huge motivation i'm, I'm not letting these other kids 
bully me and take the piss and stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. And in a roundabout way, probably without me even realizing it, that's probably been one of the reasons I've stayed so fit and healthy through my life, particularly in them early years. That was definitely a reason I remember getting weights for Christmas and working out in my bedroom like most teenagers do, because that was my goal. And I wasn't going to let these, these other little shits at school put me off that. I definitely hated being called skinny and I still do to this day. Um, so putting on some weights and muscle, staying fit and healthy was a, was a huge goal for me. And it probably spurred on from that one moment. So that was an emotion that was tied into my brain from, from day one, I suppose. And, um, and then getting older as, as I've talked about on the podcast before, my dad's heart attacks, um, seeing the state that he was in and seeing all the medication he went through and, and what the whole family went through as my dad had back-to-back heart attacks is now a huge motivation for me to stay fit and healthy and well, and also a motivation for me to help my clients as well, because I don't want to, I don't want to go through that, what my dad's gone through. I don't want to see other people go through that. And I don't want to see families go through the, the side effects of someone in the family having heart attacks. I want everyone to be safe and well and, and healthy for as long as possible. So that there is another little, I suppose, not in my my memory um, to keep an emotion tied to my goals. And it's these little things that, that kind of stop you failing. You know, you might start every every new year saying, I'm going to lose weight. And it never happens. You know, maybe you get to to the end of February or the end of January, maybe you get a couple of days into January and you fall off the wagon and, and you've, you kind of let yourself down a little bit. You feel like you've failed. And, and with that, you you don't follow through with your goals. It's easy to, to sort of put that year aside. You know, you don't put the whole year aside immediately, but you, oh, I'll wait till February. I've fallen off the wagon. I'll start again on the 1st of February, you know, and then February comes around, something else happens. I'll start again in March. And before you know it, half the year's gone okay i'll have a good second half to the year is what you tell yourself something happens again you put it off before you know it you're the next year along 12 months later and you're starting again setting new year's resolutions again if you have these emotions real strong emotions and i challenge you now to go away as we're getting to the end of the podcast episode here listen to the end of this then go away and find the reason why you want to do what you want to do you know again if it's losing weight that's the target have you got a family member who's hugely overweight have you got a family member who's got illnesses because of the excess weight have you got family members who maybe can't play with their children or their grandchildren or their dog because they're overweight me and Haley have just watched a program a couple of days ago on on tv god knows what channel it was on but it's one of these sort of american channels um and it was two sisters and they was over a thousand pounds and it was um so probably about 500 pounds each. I think one was a little bit bigger than the other, but on average, 500 pounds each. And they both wanted to lose weight. So the, the prep, we joined the program halfway through, but I'm assuming the premise was that they would start to lose a little bit of weight. They would end up with a gastric band or a gastric bypass of some description. Then they'd lose even more weight and the program would go on. But these two sisters, one of them was having to breathe through a tube. She was she was so overweight, so unhealthy that she's having to breathe through a tube. So if I saw that, if I saw that as a family member, a friend, or my sister or my brother having to breathe through a tube, fuck me, that would be such a motivation for me 
to, to never go through that. Firstly, I'd want to help them as much as possible and change their lives so that they no longer have to breathe through a tube because, my God, how shit is your life if you're having to breathe through a tube through your own fault, essentially, because you've just eaten too much food and not moved enough. And then for me, that's a huge motivation that, oh my God, that is not going to be me. That is not going to be my life. I'm not going to have to walk two yards, then get in a chair because I can't move anymore. I don't need to carry around a tank of oxygen with me because my body cannot breathe on its own. And again, you know, people who've had accidents and, and certain conditions and they've got illnesses, you know, this this kind of thing happens to people and it's not their fault. But let's be brutally honest, sometimes it happens to people and it's 100% their fault. And I believe in this case, watching these two sisters, it was 100% their fault that this lady's breathing out of a tube It's purely because she's never said no to a, to a plate of food. And I always think how bad is it? It's got to that stage where it's so bad, you're 500 pounds or more, you're breathing out of a tube, at what point in your life is there enough warnings to say, maybe I need to start eating a little bit more salad? You know, maybe I need to start looking after myself a little bit more. For me, the moment I look down in the shower and I can't see Mark Jr., that's a little sign for me to say, Mark, you need to address this situation. You need to have a little word with yourself and you need to start doing something about this because if I can't bend down to do my shoelaces up or I can't see my shoelaces, then I'm in the shit. You know, I'm really in trouble. And that's a huge first marker for me, I suppose. And and that's what I want you to have in your head is to somehow, there, there must be an emotion. You don't have to really dig too deep to find this emotion. There, there'll be a reason somewhere why you don't want to be the way you currently are. Maybe you walked up the stairs yesterday and you got out of breath when you was at the top and had to hold onto the handrail for a minute to get your breath back. There's an emotion. You don't want to feel like that again. You know, your grandkids come around the other day. You couldn't get down on the floor to play with them because your knees wouldn't let you bend down on the floor and get down and play and roll around on the floor. You was upset because your grandkids wanted to play and you couldn't. There's another emotion. Every time you reach for the chocolate eclair or you reach for the biscuit and you know that's detrimental to your goal, remember that moment you're trying to play with the grandkids. Remember that moment where you got to the top of the stairs and you had to hold on to the handrail to take a breath. Okay. This is the end of the podcast. This is the end for this episode. I know it's dragged on a little bit, nowhere near 10 minutes, I'm sure. But um, I want you to have a great week and I want you to go away and I want you to think of the the most raw emotion for you that will help you achieve your goal. Remember, this, this is like a mental way of sticking that picture of skiddy you or fat you on the fridge. Keep it with you all the time. And just just channel into that emotion. Every time you struggle, remember that moment. If I struggle, I, c- I can remember the, the school room exactly where I was. If I'm you know if I'm not training well, I go back to that that room and I'm I'm there within a second. I remember the the feeling, the shame, the embarrassment I felt, and and also to be honest with you, the hatred I felt for the kids that were bullying me at the time. And I I can just channel that in an instant, and it will get me back, get my ass back in the gym. My dad's heart attacks. I remember exactly how I felt seeing my dad in in the in the um hospital there with all the tubes and the machines beeping away and on all these different things going on i don't want that i don't want that for anyone else again within just a click of my fingers i'm there and i can channel that emotion and that spurs me on so do the same please it really really will help you i know i always say these episodes this one thing will help you this one thing will help you but they're all little things that will help you 100 percent 
maybe this this might not be great for you, but it will help 99% of people. Maybe the next tip on the next episode will be perfect for you, but it won't help the other 99%. So all these things I say, there's just one thing that will really help you. For most people, it really, really will. You've got to keep listening. There'll, there'll be something there, a little nugget in one of these episodes that just flicks a switch in your brain that gets you to where you want to be. And, and that's 100% what I'm aiming to do with this podcast. So have a great week, everybody. Please share this if you think it will help anyone. As always, the the listener figures are, are going really high now as I'm being more consistent with this podcast. And I love it. I love that I'm reaching more people. Please keep sharing. Undoubtedly, that's helping as well. We're getting out to help more people. Thank you, every, everyone. Have a great week. And I'll speak to you all again in the next episode. <laughs>